Welcome. So good to be with you on this Wednesday as we get together for a little midweek Bible study and devotional time. And I'm so glad that you've taken some time out of your week to join us today to do just that, to dig into God's Word and hopefully be encouraged and uplifted and challenged by what He has to say to us and the life that He calls us to live. And again, I'm just so glad that you've taken some time out of your day, out of your week to join us uh, to uh, to study God's Word today. You know, on Sunday mornings, we've been in a series, if you've uh, been with us or, or, or been falling on, maybe you don't, but we've been in a series uh, called Faith and Doubt. And, and in this series, we've really been tackling that dynamic between those two things, between faith and doubt, and, and how we walk out our faith, even in the midst of, of some of the doubts and uncertainties that, that, we, that we sometimes go through and the struggles that we face that can you know, kind of bring up some of those doubts and uncertainties. And, and if you haven't been with us in that series or you haven't heard some of those messages, I would encourage you to... You go back and listen to them. We've got them on our uh, on our Facebook page, and I encourage you to go back and, and listen to those if you haven't heard them. But spe- specifically, uh, this past Sunday, we looked at a passage in John chapter 6. It's actually a, a story that we find in three out of the four Gospels, but we looked at John's account uh, this past Sunday, and it's found in John chapter 6, verses 16 through 21. I just wanted to take a, another look at that passage and uh, and dig into uh, to kind of talk about it a little bit more uh, this evening or today or whenever it is that you're watching this. So uh, John chapter 6. Here's what John writes, starting in verse 16. He says, When evening came, his, Jesus' disciples, went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them, and a strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. And when they rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But Jesus said to them, It is I. Don't be afraid. Literally, I want to hang on, want us to hang on to that phrase because that's what we're going to be looking at for the rest of our time this evening. But literally, uh, that that those four words in the Greek could be translated: "I am, don't fear." I am, don't fear. John says. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. You know, the reality is that we're all going to have storms. In our lives, there's just no two ways about it. You can like it, not like it. It doesn't really matter because we're all going to face storms. We live in a broken world where bad things happen. Bad things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. And we're regularly confronted with all sorts of unfair challenges that can be caused by health health problems and, and injustice and economic issues and, and corrupt and evil people and uh, being betrayed even by not corrupt people, just sinful people, but people that we love and care about, natural disasters, a whole host of other things. The list could go on and on. Now, you may not encounter all of those things, and I hope you don't encounter all of those things, but you can't avoid all of those things either. You're going to face at least some of those in your life, and maybe you will face all of those at one time or another. And so in a world where there is so much to fear and so much to be anxious and worried about, Jesus's words, I am, don't fear, while they were said to his disciples then, they hold relevance even still so much today to each of us as his disciples today. And Jesus's words powerfully echo God's words to Moses at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3. If you remember all the way back in the Old Testament, God revealed himself to Moses and, and called him to redeem the children of Israel from the bondage of Egypt. The Lord revealed himself through that name, through the, through the very name, I am. Those two words, it's different in the Greek than it was in the Hebrew, but it says two words, I am. The God who is and who was and who always will be. 
He also identifies himself as the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Then God reveals himself as, as, as the Lord, or Yahweh, as we read in the Hebrew language. And he tells Moses that, that he's about to act powerfully for his people. And specifically, God says in, in Exodus chapter 3, verses 7 and 8, that he says, I have indeed seen the suffering and misery of my people. I've heard them crying out to me. I'm concerned. I, you know, I, I'm going to do something about it. And so I have come down to rescue them. And that's certainly why he sent Moses as well. And Jesus, God, God, God is present in, in, in bringing salvation for his people. And he's present in, in the midst of their suffering. And Jesus is reminding them in the midst of this storm that the disciples are facing, and even in the midst of our storms today, that he is I am. He's that same I am. He is our God. He is our Lord who, who worked through the history of Israel to bring deliverance and redemption and salvation This God preserved his people through all sorts of difficult and and seemingly overwhelming challenges over the course of centuries and generations upon generations, and he will continue to do the same for us. He will never leave us or forsake us, as Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 says. And as Romans, as Paul says in Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite passages, one of my favorite books in all the Bible, uh, but specifically the last part of of chapter 8, he talks about there's nothing, absolutely nothing, that will be able to separate us from the love that God has for us. And so no matter what our circumstances are at the moment, no matter what our our doubts or uncertainties may be, no matter what Satan is trying to do to make us feel ashamed or afraid, we can choose to believe the promises of Jesus as the great I am. He will not abandon us. He will not leave us. He's working even in the midst of our storms to bring salvation and deliverance. And he is there with us in the crashing waves and the fearsome winds and the driving rain. Of course, sometimes we need help remembering that the Lord is tangibly, tangibly with us, right? I mean, we, we can choose to believe that he is there and, and, and we certainly believe that in our hearts, but living it out, that's, that's a lot harder to do and it's even harder to do on our own. That's part of why we must choose to to stay connected to God's people and to not be too proud to admit our fears and our doubts and our uncertainties to each other and and to openly, you know, to talk about those things and to feel that, that, to be able to bear those burdens together rather than seeing ourselves, uh, you know, all in the same boat as fellow followers and disciples of Jesus. We often instead feel alone and vulnerable as as we, we try to face life's storms on our own. And listen, that's exactly what Satan wants. He wants to keep us isolated. He wants us to feel alone in the midst of our storms. But that's why we need the reassurance of our brothers and sisters in Christ who can be the the physical touch and concern and support of God as we sometimes think to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Jesus reminds us in this story that he often comes to us and ministers to us personally, even individually as he ministers to Peter when we recognize that, hey, we're all in the same boat together, facing our storms together. We're not alone. Even when, even if we don't have the answers to the problems, which, you know, sometimes that's just the case. We, we don't know the answers and, and we can't provide the answers to each other. But even still, there's something powerful about being together and seeking the presence of the Lord that restores us and empowers us to keep going. You know, it's interesting as we kind of wrap up our thoughts today. It's interesting that John ends the story by saying, then they were willing after seeing what they'd seen, then they were willing to take Jesus into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. And just like those disciples then, when we're willing to take Jesus into our boat, when we're willing to surrender 
to him and to allow him to take control of our lives, he still calms storms. It doesn't mean he's always going to do it. He's always going to be in the midst of the storms, but I guarantee you he will bring resolution out of it. And he joins us in the midst of our fears and our struggles, and he gets us where we need to be to most effectively serve In fact, oftentimes he even uses our storms to prepare us for bigger challenges and greater opportunities. But most importantly, the Lord wants us to look for him in our most challenging situations. He wants us to call on him in our most trying and fearful moments. And through every and all circumstances that we face in this life, Jesus comes to us and says, I am. Don't fear. The real question is, will we trust him enough? believe in. Hope you have a blessed day. God bless.